Mind Over Matters is intended for small business owners who are open to new ideas for improving their businesses. The mind or mindset is usually the single biggest factor that determines the success or otherwise of a business. It is the first thing to work on. Next comes the matters of the business. Strategy, accountability, implementation and getting a full order book. Plus all things small business besides. If you learn just one new thing that gives you pause, then I have achieved my objective. Hey everyone, it's Peter Crew Brown here. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Over Matters podcast by Pair Planning. The topic for today is taking a feminine approach to money with Jane Walters, who is a financial coach. A bit more about Jane. Jane is formerly a financial planner who's become a financial coach. She is passionate about helping women take control of, of their financial lives and believes that when more women have more money, the world will be a better place for everyone. Jane is a self-admitted uh, idealist and um, I think that comes out in uh, what we've just, um, just heard. Um, so, uh, in terms of, um, I guess, um, Jane's uh, most recent uh, experience uh, prior to um, doing her own thing as a financial coach, she worked for 15 years in various finance and investment roles across Australia and in the UK. Uh, Jane now lives on the northern beaches in Sydney. So, about today's podcast, the subconscious thoughts and patterns that we have about money and ourselves hold us back from creating the life we want. Women are often encouraged not to talk about money, not to care about money or learn about money. As a result, many women believe that we are not, if you like, good at money in inverted commas. Jane wants to sh show women that managing your money is a learnable skill and that taking control of your money is taking control of your life and your future. This will be the focus of our podcast discussion today. So turning to you, Jane, please could you share with the audience what makes you tick and who in the community you serve? Sure, um, thank you for having me. Um, I, um, what makes me tick is, I mean, it's more than just money, but um, I've been in financial services for such a long time and I sort of tended to notice that um, a lot, I would speak to a lot more men about money and less to women. And I see over and over, like there's a lot of like conditioning around um, money and it sort of bothered me that I wanted to try and help women as much as possible to be able to have more money and to sort of, um, demand more money as well and to be able to take control of it because a lot of our lives whether we like it or not is dictated by money so um, I do some serve men as well I have met male clients but yeah. predominantly it's about helping women um, especially single women and often single mums to um, sort of break outside of that stigma of not wanting to care about money or being poor or you know not looking after money um, so it, it's some, it's something that really drives me. So, yeah. yeah. And I do know having, uh, I guess, being associated with you in 
different networking environments that you are passionate about what you do and yeah i really love you know speaking to people on this uh podcast uh to people who really are passionate about what they do because you find yeah. most of the time it comes through in in the way they talk yeah uh, just a quick one i guess from our personal perspective um you know i'm i'm an older guy and i grew up in an age in South Africa, where mm. women were very much the homemakers and yeah. um, they were never part of the income generating, um, I guess, um, function in the families. Mm. Uh, they weren't typically qualified or had, had a lot of knowledge about money. And I think this has continued in some sectors of our, you know, of our thinking. And, uh, you know, we're in the 21st century and I say, you know, it is time for women to uh, be more involved in all aspects of lives. Um, yeah. You know, we hear so much about the empowerment of women, and this is just another, I guess, part of that. And, you know, yeah. we have to um, let go of our, um, our previous um, perceptions on, on what's right and wrong and understand, you know, that women have the same rights and the same, um, you know, intelligence and ability to manage money as men. You know, there's yeah. no reason why... Well, they shouldn't so i'm sure we'll get some great um, insights from you so um moving to the questions for today jane as you know we have um spoken about five different questions so the first one if you like um i know that there are many approaches to the subject of financial coaching um what's your specific uh, approach okay so um i guess my approach is a more feminine approach. And so when I talk about it being a feminine approach, it's not just that I work with women and I want to help women. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, what we do in society, in our gendered society, is to place um, a lot of, like, gen. I guess we engender a lot of these um, traits and personalities and activities that we have all within us. So we often associate the emotional side as being a really feminine thing. It's even though that's, you know, both males and females in my, from my point of view, hold yeah. feminine and masculine energies. Yes. Um, but primarily money has always been about the numbers. And yes. it's all about um, making a budget, investing the money, getting a return, that type of thing. And my, the way that I like to um, approach it is to have to bring in the feminine as well. So that very logical um, numbers base does tend to be labelled as more masculine. And um, I guess that's for some of us who think this way, that's the left brain thinking, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of different ways of looking at it. Um, sure. And then in the Eastern, I guess, traditions, you've got the yin and the yang. Yeah. And those two energies go to get the masculine and feminine. And we often yeah. think that numbers and logic and that kind of thing is a very, very masculine thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also then we come to things like creativity and yeah. motion tends to be more of a, a feminine energy and that's not to say that men and women don't have both of those type things sure. um, but my approach to financial coaching is to absolutely work with the numbers yeah. but to bring in the feminine to recognize that we are we're all human which means that we all have emotions and sure. not all of our decisions are driven by logic 
Yes. Some of them, we've got to acknowledge that we have the emotional side to us. So when we're looking at making financial decisions, it's about bringing in that feminine approach, like how we feel about money, what kind of life we want to have, yeah. um, what our minds, how our mindset um, affects our spending and our ability to earn more and all these other different aspects of money. So, so yes, my approach is is definitely still dealing with money and and the fine the the numbers side of things. Yeah. Um, but taking that feminine approach to bring in um, the other parts that are kind of um, neglected when we normally talk about finance or at least pure finance. Sure. And an interesting little side note, if you like. Um, I don't know if you recall, in fact, you made a reference to it. My mm. podcast is called Mind Over Matters. Yes. And it's very much aligned to what you've just said. Mm. Uh, you know, the meaning of my podcast for people who might not have thought about it is the mindset comes before the operational and yeah. uh, business aspect. If you don't yeah. get your mindset right, uh, you don't have the foundation, you don't have <clears throat> the headspace to make the changes you need to. So it's important. And I think, as you say, that's the creative slash emotional side of it. You need to get that right because otherwise the more substantive part doesn't yeah. ever happen. And that's the mind over matters in your case, getting your emotional uh, and creative um, aspect of your financial situation um, agreed and thought through in your mind before you start working with the details and the numbers. Absolutely. And they feed off each other as well. Like yeah. some of these practical um, numbers can impact our emotions and what we think about ourselves, yeah. and that kind of thing. And also what we think about money impacts how we behave around it, how we interact with it as well. So, yeah, it's the same. And, you know, I love the uh, image you put in my mind when you spoke spoke about yin and yang, because, mm. you know, the that circle shape where... Yeah. They are almost like spooning, if you like. Yeah, they kind of fit in together. It really <laughs> suggests, you know, a very close interaction. They're not two squares that are separate. They yes. very much intertwined. And I think that's a great way, certainly for me, to think of it. It's you can't have one without the other. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. that's a, a good... All about balance. Sorry? Yeah, it was all about balance. Sorry, but yeah. it was a yeah. <laughs> and I think that's very much a lead into our second question. So many people think they are in control of their minds. Yeah. How do you approach this delicate subject when you know it needs to be discussed? And I'll just say delicate because, um, you know, people are very, I think, defensive when you talk about mindset. It implies yeah. that they haven't got their heads together. And, yeah. you know, mindset's not that. It's just getting that aspect um, aligned, I think. But I'll let you talk about that. So, you know, how do you approach that delicate subject? Um, so I think the way that I approach it is to in help, helping people understand the way that our brain works. Um, because if you understand that we have sort of in the, in a very simplistic terms, we have um, our, 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 our subconscious brain, which is something that is... Um, we learn behavior and then it becomes a pattern and it becomes repeatable. We also have our, you know, more conscious brain, which is what makes us 
intelligent humans who can think about the future and who can plan plan in advance and those type of things. Yeah. And if people can understand that just because these subconscious thoughts are yeah. exactly subconscious, like there's so much that we have had programmed into our brain, um, that sounds scarier than it actually is, but there's things that we have learnt over time that we do so naturally and our thought processes are no, no different. So they just become habit. Yes. And sometimes it's to be able to say, look, you might not be aware of this because this could be a pattern that's been developed over years and years that you don't yeah. know about. What I'm trying to do is bring your awareness to something that you might not have really thought about that you haven't made conscious. So all I'm doing is helping you to make your subconscious thoughts conscious so that you can then decide whether they serve you or not. Um, and I think that that's a, I guess it's a, I hope that people then have a bit more compassion with themselves to think, oh, it's not because I just can't do this or that I'm stupid or there's something wrong with me. It's just that I was not aware that that's the reason I was doing it. And I think bringing that compassion and the education and understanding to how our brains work makes it less um i guess less delicate but it, it helps people become less defensive about it because it's not them thinking that there's something wrong with them and, and we're all, you, all programmed like that <laughs> yeah and so you're creating an awareness for for your prospects and clients about how to uh think about their mindset rather than saying your mindset's wrong it's you know yeah. these are your thinking patterns i'm curious because i know you and i've spoken about this at different times how yeah. does your training as a is as a master in nlp practitioner yeah so i'm um so neuro-linguistic programming i've done um that i did the original nlp practitioner i'm now a master practitioner so a lot of that works with just the words that we use so whether that's our, what we speak verbally or what we speak to ourselves how we speak to ourselves um, because a lot of listening to to the way that people speak it can it, it can show a lot about what those subconscious thoughts are and so a lot of what I do as an NLP practitioner as well as like some of the the more complex tools in changing behavior and changing thoughts yeah. a lot of it's really just about being able to identify it so i pick up a lot of the way that people say things not yeah. just what they're saying yeah. and that really helps to then for me to be like okay you've just said this were you aware that that's the way is that a pattern for you or is that something yeah. that comes up for you and it's just about being able to for me having the nlp has been um it's invaluable as a coach because it means that I don't just talk about the money aspect, but I help people understand themselves better. And so your NLP is a fairly central part of the way you engage with clients. And I guess more in the early parts, right? Well, through the whole pro through whenever I work with, with clients, it's, and I try not to, um, NLP all over people outside yeah, of my yeah. coaching sessions yeah. but I, it's something I find fascinating yeah. and it's definitely a key part of helping people make sustainable change because rather than just saying oh here's a budget go and do it it's oh. okay let's understand 
why you're overspending in certain areas or um, why you feel imposter syndrome in your job or, or whatever the particular area is of concern for that for that particular client. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, just as a lay person, you know, I find it a lot in, in our society, mm. uh, this concept of self-depreciating, you know, people uh, talk themselves down and it's, yeah. you know, the danger is that if you do that too often, you end up negative talking about yourself and then you start believing that negative talk. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's our, our, um, our British history. I think it tends yeah, to it be. Is, for quite... sure. <laughs> yeah. It's being yeah. modest, isn't it? People think it's being modest, but you need yeah. to be careful that you don't end up believing, you know, this uh, way that you, we all can be very modest about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Because the more that you say it, the more you believe it, it becomes yeah. a self-fulfilling prophecy to some Exactly. Extent. Yeah, yeah. So I guess your NLP and the whole thing around mindset is getting people to think differently. And once you've uh, recalibrated, if I can use that word, the way they think, then it's putting a plan in place and knowing that that plan will be supported by a positive mindset. Yeah, and that the plan is supported it's an, a plan that's supported for them specifically. Yeah, so it's bespoke for, for them. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I really love that. Um, you know, I'm a, a very much a left-brain person. I think, you know, I'm a trained chartered accountant. So, you know, structure and, and certainty is uh, my bread and butter. But I have learned over, over, you know, the years that I've been doing what I do, you know, in a business coach slash advisor, that until you can get the mindset right, mm. you don't have good outcomes because yeah. people understand the need to change. Yeah. But if they don't have the right headspace for it, nothing changes. And you mm. walk away with a frustrated client. And as a business advisor, it's not very fulfilling, yeah. uh, you know, not succeeding. So, you know, but I've found and you supported it that getting the mindset right up front is so important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. And look, I, I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom about NLP because I know there's a lot of, I guess, uh, maybe misinformation about what NLP is. Yeah. And I think having someone like you who applies it practically often, um, it gives it, you know, a greater deal of credibility. So that's that's really great. Um, just moving on, if I may, um, to the third question. Yeah. What I'll say the uh, the three biggest roadblocks concerning uh, their financial situation that your clients typically have? Three roadblocks. Yeah, I think especially because, um, especially relating to women, is yeah. a, the blocks are around their beliefs about themselves and about yeah. money. So, yeah. again, a lot of women think, oh, I'm just not good with money or I'm... I'm not a numbers person, so I can't be good with money. Um, but so that that is the probably one one of the biggest roadblocks in is just having that belief that they're not good at it. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely not true. If we can put a growth mindset towards something like that, I really do think that managing your money can be something and should be something that everyone is able to know how to do. That growth mindset you mentioned, I know Dr. Carol Dweck in a yes. book called Mindset talks about its growth and fixed mindset, isn't it? That's right, yeah. And so you're very much encouraging uh, a growth mindset where you're thinking 
bigger and you thinking of a way that you can improve yourself rather than accepting your status quo. Yeah, that's a great book, actually. By yeah, it's wonderful, Robert isn't it? Book. I it do really, love it. It's, and it really just opens us up to say, this is just a skill and most things are just a skill that we can learn. There yeah. will be some people who have a, a natural, you know, talent or ability in some things, but in general, most of it is about the hard work we put in and knowing that you just have to keep trying and keep trying and that we're able to, to, to be able to do it. And the same thing with money as well. It's, it's often that these are skills that people haven't learned. And I think that it's ridiculous that we don't learn these things in school. You know, these are the practical things that we should be learning rather than, I mean, calculus and trigonometry. I, I don't think I've used that since I left school. Um, but knowing how to, you know, manage your money, create a budget to invest, all these different types of things related to your personal finance, that's like really, that's what we should be learning about. But um, so that kind of one of those blocks is definitely in thinking that you're not good at money. Yeah. Um, another one of those blocks is also just in the fear that people have. So the things that uh, what I hear a lot of the time is people like, oh, I just don't want to look at my finances. <laughs> yeah. And that fear of what they think they're going to see when they start yeah. looking at it. Yeah. And like... 99.9% .9 of the time, I go through the numbers with my client, we discuss it in an open, you know, practical terms. Yeah. And most people are like, oh, that was actually way less scary than I thought it was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what, that's, I think that's a really important takeaway for, for our audience. It's that, <laughs> you know, often we paint things to be so much worse than they are. And the reality is often much better. And, yeah. you, you know, you have to take, uh, I guess, um, a stock of where you are at a point in time. So mm. having a look at your, your situation when you first engage with them is obviously critical. But, yeah. you know, your news or your, um, um, in the, your reflection that most people, it's, uh, it's much better than they, they expect. Yeah. To me, that's a, a great, a very positive thing for our audience to hear and say, well, maybe uh, I should take my head out the sand and totally. uh, and have a look. So yeah. uh, that's very encouraging. Well, it's a. It, I mean, this is the thing: the clearer you get, the this is about where the PowerPoint, the PowerPoint, <laughs> the point of power is like the. If you are clear on where you are, it gives you the power and the control to then make the right decision for yourself. Whereas yeah. if you if it's completely blurry and you don't know where you stand, then how do you make a decision from that point? Yes. And that's where the empowerment comes in to be, oh, I've got clarity on where I am and, oh, there's steps that I can take to get out of the situation that I'm in. Oh, oh I can actually do this. Like there's that's where the power comes is from being able to, have clarity and make decisions from that point. Yeah. So, so, yes. so it's empowering to have that that uh, information at your fingertips. Completely. And and some for some people, it's that they don't know where to get that information as well. It's like, so knowing how much it's going to cost them to live and how much they're currently spending on things, they don't have a lot of clarity. And so the fear is even more because yeah. they don't know where to start. And yeah. that can be quite overwhelming as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, so definitely um, that 
thinking that that they're just not good with money, a fear of looking at or facing their current situation, um, and also just not the not knowing, like not not being a not knowing, but not having a vision is probably yeah. what is the is the right way to say that. It's yeah. They don't know what kind of life they want for themselves yeah. to be able to then take the steps to get there. Yeah. Um, and so often we just live life on autopilot rather yeah. than going, oh, so it's like, oh, I get to the age of 25, 30. That means I have to get married. The next, yeah. year, I have to do this. I have to do that because there's like this standard life path. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to show people that actually you can be whoever you want to be yeah. And you don't have to follow any path. And yeah. given that, where do you want to go? Yeah. And being able to bring that into your decision-making around money means yeah. that you're not just chasing money for the sake of it, but then yeah. you're chasing or that you're working towards the kind of life that you want to have and the life that's true to you, not what you, what you should be living. Yeah. And I think, you know, that gets back to, I mean, both you and I have a you know, fairly strong finance background. But, you know, I believe that most people who have success either in person or in business mm. um, are somewhat given to planning, you know, yeah. planning or goals or KPIs and just having a broad uh, plan of where you want to get to so that, you you know, if you want to save for a holiday, you start putting money aside. If you want to buy an apartment, you start putting money aside. If you want your kids to get a good education, you put their names down on the lists yeah. and it's just talking about the things you want for yourself and your family mm. and then um, going after it and, and, you know, planning your finances accordingly. Yeah. And just having the intention to start yeah. with as well. It's like, yeah. this is what I intend to do. And knowing that you don't actually have to have every single step of the way planned out, but if you have at least that vision of where you want to go, then it, you can take to start taking the steps in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I fully understand that once you educate people, get their mindset right, help them with a bit of a plan, the way they should be, you know, maybe thinking about the future, the things they want to achieve, mm. and then setting them on a path to getting there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Um, I think you gave us at least three uh, roadblocks. So thank <laughs> you. For yeah. Mindset, fear, vision. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's a great little summary. And I, you know, I fully buy into that. I think, as I said, in my work as a business coach, um, those three uh, topics are equally applicable. So yeah, a good, good summary. Um, just moving on to the next question, if I may. Um, what benefits have you seen from clients who have adopted your strategies? Um, oh, so many. They're, they're very varied, is what I will say. So yeah. Um, they can be purely financial or yeah. from a mindset point of view. Yeah. Um, from a purely financial point of view, I've had multiple clients who've been able to pay off debt. They've started saving like tens and thousands of dollars. They've invested where they probably didn't ever think that they would be investors. Yeah. Um, I had a client recently who was being severely underpaid and she wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. Um, and just simply because we went through her finances, we, we could rectify that situation. Um, also helping people um, find money where they didn't know they had money. Also finding money as in 
being able to reduce a lot of costs that they weren't even aware that they were paying. Yeah. Um, but the biggest, a lot of the big, the big things, well, I think is the big things. I know that a lot of people very much appreciate the monetary benefits, but it's also just time and time again, the feedback that I get is I just feel so much more confident to be able yeah. to look after myself and my finances. And it's, yeah. I'm, I know I can make better decisions now because I have the confidence to know I have the skills and the mindset to be able to face whatever comes up. Yeah. And Jane, just on that, um, as you know, uh, I'm involved with Book Yourself Solid and yeah. one of the components of that in mm. you know, creating your foundation is they talk about four different types of benefits and they use an acronym FEPS. So financial you spoke about, yeah, you know, the next one they talk about is emotional. The next one they yeah. talk about is physical. And the yeah. final one is spiritual. And I know that you are quite a spiritual person. I think it's fair to say. Mm. And, you know, the, all of those sort of less tangible, if you like, benefits, the emotional, you know, uh, feeling in control, um, you know, being contented in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the physical, I think of things like not not being stressed well, and uh, anxiety make... that people have over money money anxiety is a huge thing and yeah. to be able to release yourself of that anxiety has a huge impact like emotionally but physically as well absolutely yeah. and you know it's really important i believe um i know we live in a society where you know we talk about kpis and everything it needs to be mm. measurable but yeah having the stress taken out of your life is so important it makes you a happier person you're better for your family you know you have better interactions with your children um so you know those non-tangible well you know financially uh measurable if you like benefits are so important in what you do yeah absolutely they're, they're a really big part and i think that like as we said before with the mindset is that you're actually once you do feel more financial, more secure within yourself, then it then ends up impacting the way that you react, that the way that you act in all areas of your life, but specifically about how you how you manage your money as well. So. Wonderful. Look, I think that's um, yeah a, a good um, a summary of, of my understanding of you know the benefits I would expect. So again, thanks for sharing that. Um, I guess that now brings up to the final question. Um, so do you have any quick tips or takeaways, if you like, for the audience? Um, I guess things that they could implement straight after the show. You know, yeah. often I find most people have some low-hanging fruit. So is there anything that, um, you know, that you think people might um, immediately implement after speaking with you? Yeah, I guess um, the immediate things are really around making sure you know where you are. So things like um, make, having um, an app to download um, to, man, to be able to track your finances. So yeah. there's a free app that I've been using. Um, it's an Australian app called Frollo. And it's, okay. really, it's a really great way of um, being able to look at your finances or your spending yes. and to be able to know where you are. Is so, that F-R-O-L-L-O? That's right. Okay. So yeah. probably one of the, the quick tips I would give is to download that app and put in your bank details. And then that's where we were talking about the clarity to be yeah. able to know where you're spending and 
you know, you might be surprised that you're spending more or less on various different categories. Yeah. But again, knowledge is power and doing as something as a like a quick win would be to, to do that. Excellent. Well, look, that's a great tip. Uh, you know, I think if people have one thing to take away, um, that's wonderful. I also know that you have, I think, a couple of lead magnets, but if there's one in particular that you would like to mention on yeah. the show and, um, you know, give people an opportunity, um, if you're happy to do that, to reach out to you and, um, you know, you could share your lead magnet um, and any other contact information. Yeah, sure. So this, again, is probably less of a quick tip, but something yeah. that I think is really important. Um, one of my, um, I, I guess, my little freebies is a, a worksheet, which yeah. is on, it's 20 questions to help you improve your money mindset or to, to improve your relationship with money. Um, you can, and that's where it's, it's not a quick fix, but it helps you get awareness about the beliefs that you have about money, yeah. the beliefs that you have about yourself, um, and it gives you an opportunity to make those subconscious thoughts conscious so that yeah. you can work on them. Excellent. So 20 questions to improve your relationship with money um, is the, I'll give you the download link to be able to, if people want to download that. That's great. Uh, and uh, if you could maybe shoot that through, I'll incorporate it in the, um, the reference um, link in, you know, from my podcast. Um, I guess just finally, um, how can people go about contacting you? Is it best through your website, through LinkedIn, through your an yeah. email? Um, I am on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. But yes, you can actually go straight to my website, which is just janekwalters.com. Yeah. Um, and I actually, you can book in for a free 30-minute um, mini session with me if I if you want to otherwise I have a blog or a mo some money tips on there um, if you wanted to get more information on investing or managing your cash flow or some of the psychology around money as well but uh, the sort of single point of uh, communication would be through your website uh, yeah, so. com. That's right, yeah. Excellent. And like I said, I'm on all the social sure. channels as well, also yeah. as Jane K. Walters. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, look, obviously, we encourage people who have an interest in what you've spoken about, uh, want to talk about it, to get access to the, um, the 20 questions to reach yeah. out to you. Um, so, um, Jane, I guess, you know, from my side, um, you know, that concludes our discussion today. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I think, uh, you know, you do very important work and uh, you've shared some real nuggets with the, with the audience today. So I'd love to thank you for, for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a great conversation, as always. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just finally, this is Peter Crew Brown signing off from Episode 8 of the Mind Over Matters podcast.